We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app hello fellow patriots and freedom loving americans we're getting underway with the five o'clock follies the most heavily commuted and, as a result, most heavily congested hour of the Bobby Mack Electric Radio Program. Great to have you along for the Hump Day edition today. And, as always, your input is invited, encouraged, and welcomed to uh, be a part of the conversation today. Just give me a call. Use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number. It is 800-347-1063. If you prefer to send me a text message, the CSRP Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is available for you. And that number is 71307. And my email address, as always, is bob at 1063word.com. Number of uh, text messages today asking for my uh, diminished expertise, since I am now reduced to the level of a recovering meteorologist about the effects of Sally. I know one thing, the vid, the video that I have seen uh, from uh, down around Pensacola, uh, back uh, to Gulf Shores and all the way to Mobile, uh, those folks have been rocked all day long as Hurricane Sally came came ashore about quarter to five this morning. And because of its slow forward speed, it is dropping big time rainfall amounts uh, I heard one report uh, from a, a, a trained weather spotter who got an estimated 30 inches of rain uh, at, at, at the point where he had actually reported how much rain had come down. And if you're wondering why it's estimated, uh, because if you have uh, a, a rain gauge in your yard and it has a 10-inch capacity and you fill it up, dump it out, fill it up again, dump it out, and then fill it up again you got 30 inches of rain, uh, and it is still coming down, although it is slowly tracking to, I guess you would say, the east-northeast, and should be going uh, through uh, tomorrow afternoon uh, just south of Atlanta, and then by Friday morning, uh, bringing winds estimated to be somewhere in the range of 30 miles an hour, and by then, it, it probably will not even be a tropical storm. It'll be some kind of extra tropical low pressure system. Uh, we'll be heading pretty much right for uh, the upstate. So uh, be aware of that. The estimates that I have seen and the ones that, that I have the most confidence in are three to five inches of rainfall uh, during this event 
with Sally. Okay, so uh, prepare to uh, batten down the hatches. Uh, this is a big week here in the upstate of South Carolina because it is Law Enforcement Appreciation Day week. It actually takes place all day long, uh, uh, all week long, I should say. And joining me now to talk about it is uh, Dorothy Self. Uh, Dorothy, welcome to the program. It's good to have you here. Thanks. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. This is a great event and very timely. Uh, it would be hard. You'd be hard pressed to think of a uh, a more difficult environment to be a law enforcement officer in in this country uh, than what we're experiencing right now. And that's why what you folks at LEAD are doing uh, is so good, having this Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Well, thank you. You're exactly right. Um, you know, the the history of LEAD all started when Seabrook Marchant, who is the president and broker in charge of Merchant Real Estate um, just saw an inordinate amount of officers at Tommy's Ham House waiting for breakfast and just said, you know, I'm going to buy you guys some breakfast. Thank you for what you do. <laughs> and then here we are six years later um, in unprecedented times. I mean, I think they were rough then, but I think they're rougher now. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we have been very fortunate to have the community rally around us and be able to show our men and women in blue, that we are here for them day in, day out, just the way that they are for us. Yeah, absolutely. I've known Seabrook for a number of years, and uh, he, he really is a guy who is seriously uh, involved in uh, community activity. Of course, uh, was a member of the Civil Service Commission for Greenville, Greenville responsible for hiring uh, police and firefighters. And so uh, he has a lot of personal identification uh, with these people. Correct. Correct. Um, you know, and also as a veteran himself, you know, right. um, but I think, you know, on a fundamental level, you know, even for those of us who don't hold, you know, the many accolades that Seabrook has, I think we have, you know, such a strong committee of people with, you know, various backgrounds and life experiences. And it's, you know, such an honor for us to come and um, put our efforts towards supporting the men and women who serve and protect us day in and day out. Yeah, they. I think if there was a, a time when they were under any more stress or tension and needed a, a pat on the back, knowing uh, that there are a vast majority of citizens who back the blue, uh, this is this is the time to do that, and that's why uh, this Law Enforcement Appreciation Day coming up on Friday, I think, is so important. Tell us a little bit about what's going to be happening on Friday, Dorothy. Right. So Friday is the culmination, um, and of course, due to COVID nineteen, um, what was going to be a you know the annual breakfast held at the Western Point that we have mm -hmm. had to pivot a little bit and have a drive-through breakfast at the Greenville Convention Center. Um, but we are not going to let that stop us. We are going to still move forward. Um, but what we do is during Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, the, during the actual week, um, we do, you know, we give special prizes to police officers from all the agencies um, in the upstate. And then um, we also, on the day of the breakfast, we have them, we'll, what this year will be very new to us, a drive-through where they will get a Valor bag, which is a swag bag that has you know, all sorts of goodies and gifts donated by small businesses in the community. Nice. They will get a special T-shirt. Um, they get breakfast provided from Chick-fil-A. We're so grateful for Chick-fil-A for stepping up. 
Um, coffee was donated by Coffee Underground. Um, and then they also get um, a T-shirt, and then they can pick up their prizes. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's just such a way to honor them. Yeah, absolutely it is. And, and the annual event uh, gives us, uh, the, the people who are being protected by uh, these LEOs and all these various agencies, gives us an opportunity to say thanks to them for what they do. And, and this is not just a GPD, by the way. This is essentially all officers from Greenville, from Greer, mm-hmm. uh, from uh, TR, Malden, Simpsonville, Fountain Inn, and uh, the SCHP as well. They all will exactly. be attending the appreciation event. And I, I commend uh, you and, and uh, Seabrook and all the folks who put together uh, this Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Uh, I can't think of a, a better time to uh, to do this and to give our LEOs a pat on the back and, and let them know uh, that we have their back. Yes, you're exactly right. And, you know, now more than ever is the time where we need to be building each other up and especially the men and women that put themselves in harm's way for us, you know, um, with, you know, without asking for anything in return. Um, So we're just so thankful that we have this opportunity to honor them. And, you know, Bob, I can tell you that the emails that we receive from the law enforcement community Mm -hmm. are just the most gracious. They are just so thankful and so appreciative um, for this outpouring of support that we have received from the community. I mean, there's not a business that we have reached out to that has said no. Every single person we've reached out to has said, I may only be able to give one gift certificate or I may be able to only give one free Mm -hmm. product, but, you know, use it, do what you want with it. Um, And it's just great. No one says no. Um, And that, I think, is a testament to the great community in which we live. Yeah, absolutely it is. And uh, we're, we're happy to be able to publicize the event and celebrate the fact uh, that these people are protecting our community uh, 24-7, 365. Dorothy Self, who is with LEAD. Dorothy, thanks for taking time to join me today. And thanks for, because uh, I know that there's a lot of heavy lifting that goes on in, in putting this event together. And thanks to you folks uh, for doing this oh. and making it happen. Well, thank you. Yeah, your heavy lifting is right, especially we've been given, we're giving away several very large televisions and things like that. So that's no joke. Heavy lifting is, <laughs> is right. And it's a good thing that our men and women in blue are very strong because they're going to have some, some <laughs> heavy items to lug home tomorrow. So we're very, Fair. very fortunate and we're very thankful to the community. And we really appreciate you supporting this and very much appreciate the publicity that you are providing us. Well, it's uh, it's my pleasure, Dorothy, and I appreciate your taking time to join us and, and talk about it today. And I, I hope it's uh, despite the restrictions of uh, the Wuhan flu that it turns out to be the best year for this event ever. I think that, that this year will be the best year ever because as I, you know, as we were talking on the committee, we said, oh, my goodness, it's going to rain and all of these mm-hmm. things. And I said, you know. These men and women serve us, you know, no matter what the weather is, we are going to serve them no matter what the weather is, no matter what the pandemic is. So you bet. We are you here bet. for them the way that they are here for us, and we will not be deterred. So. Absolutely. Nobody deserves it more. Dorothy Self with uh, Weed, uh, the uh, Law Enforcement Appreciation Day on Friday this year. Dorothy, thanks a lot for taking time to be with me today. I appreciate it and uh, hope the event is uh, hugely successful. Thank you, Bob. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of the listeners in the community who are supportive of our law enforcement men and women. Amen to that. Thanks, Dorothy. Great to have you here. Thank today. you. All right. My pleasure. Thank you.
You too. Take care. 17 after 5 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Take a quick break here and then be right back with more as we uh, press along here in the 5 o'clock Follies on Hump Day. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Not me, not under the least bit of pressure. Just relax and tell folks the truth. Simple as that. 523, bumper to bumper here in the 5 o'clock Follies on the Bobby Mack Show. Uh, Pat is along on the phone this afternoon from Union. Hello, Pat. How are you doing today? Oh, Ben, doing pretty good. Excellent. I have received in the mail... At least four or five wanting me to sign up for absentee balling. Mm-hmm. I will not. If I have to walk here the three miles to vote, I will do it. But I will not sign up for any absentee ballot. And I don't know why South Carolina is pushing it so hard. Where were the mailings from, Pat? South Carolina. From, from the election commission or, or what? Yes. I, I haven't got the paper right here right now. Uh, I threw it out in the truck. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it's been unbelievable how they've been pushing. Yeah. Well, I had a couple of them that wanted me to sign up. A couple of them that wanted me to sign up, and then you turn it over, and on the other side, they want you to donate money. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the various uh, campaigns are, are using uh, every tactic they they can to try and raise as, as many shekels 
as they uh, possibly can. And, and you do need to be registered. If you are not registered to vote, you need to make sure uh, that you do that with your local election commission in whichever county in the upstate you happen to live. And if you have moved since the last election cycle, uh, you need to make sure that your election commission is aware of your new address uh, because you may have to go to a different polling precinct to vote on November 3rd. So uh, just a few heads up there. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate the call. 25 after 5 here on the uh, Bobby Mack Show. Well, this is interesting news today. Uh, little Lindsay, somebody has stolen your thunder. Remember, Lindsay's been talking for a couple of years now about uh, how is the head of the Judiciary Committee. He is uh, going to he's going to issue subpoenas. He's going to bring all these people involved in the uh, silent coup attempt against President Trump. He's going to bring them before the bar of justice on the Senate Judiciary Committee. Well, while Lindsay has been talking, the Senate Homeland Security Committee today voted to authorize subpoenas for the whole kit and caboodle. Former CIA Director John Brennan, former DNI Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, former FBI Director James Comey, and other Obama administration officials as part of their broad review into the origins of the Trump-Russia collusion investigation. The committee today held a business meeting to authorize the committee chairman, Ron Johnson, who is a Republican from Wisconsin, to issue notices for taking uh, depositions, subpoenas for records, and subpoenas for testimony to individuals relating to the panel's crossfire hurricane investigation. That was the DOJ's uh, review of the investigation and the unmasking of U.S. persons affiliated with the 2016 Trump campaign. The committee voted 8-6 to six to authorize issuing the subpoenas. The committee also authorized subpoenas for Sidney Blumenthal, former Obama Chief of Staff Dennis McDonough, former FBI Counsel Lisa Page, former FBI Agent Joe Pientka, former Ambassador to the U.N. Samantha Power, former FBI Director of Counterintelligence Bill Priestap, former White House National Security Advisor Susan Rice, former FBI Agent Peter Strzok, former FBI lawyer Kevin Kleinsmith, you may remember that name because he's the guy who pleaded guilty to making a false statement in the first criminal case arising from U.S. Attorney John Durham's review of all of this. The committee further authorized subpoenas for the production of all records related to the FBI's original Russia investigation and the DOJ Inspector General's probe, as well as the process of unmasking for James Baker, former FBI Director Andrew McCabe, DOJ official Bruce Orr, who you may remember his wife worked at that uh, uh, private uh, company, that uh, was responsible for hiring uh, uh, Mr. Steele, the guy that put together the dossier, FBI case agent Steve Soma, former U.S. Ambassador to Russia John Teft, former Deputy AG uh, Tashina Guar, and Stephen Halper. 
The committee earlier this summer authorized subpoenas for the majority of the individuals that were named, but today, after a back and forth between Senator Johnson and the top Democrat on the panel, who obviously stood in opposition to all of this, the committee gave the final go-ahead, leaving authority on timing and scheduling of depositions and issuance of subpoenas up to the committee chair. Will anything come of this? Will anything come of Mr. Durham's investigation? Certainly should. Some people should be required to visit the Gray Bar Hotel as a result of this coup attempt against the president. 529 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Annie is ready to go, updating the news. The president's doing his news conference. We'll bring you a bit of that on the other side here on the Bobby Mac Show on Wednesday on WORD. Welcome back. 5.36 now, 24 before 6 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Joe Biden uh, actually took a few questions at a news conference earlier today. The president is holding his now in the White House. Let's, uh, let's listen in as uh, John Roberts from Fox News is asking Maybe a question. Maybe it was stated incorrectly. No, we're ready to go immediately as the vaccine is announced. And it could be announced in October, could be announced a little bit after October. But uh, once we go, we're ready. Uh, as you know, Pfizer is making this. Uh, they're taking a tremendous financial risk, and they're spending billions of dollars on actually making this vaccine. They're in a stage where they're actually making it because they feel very confident as to the results. They'll be announcing their results fairly soon. And uh, no, he's uh, that's incorrect information. He, he was clear in the way. He yeah, said well, it I think so, but I don't think he means that. I don't think he when he said it. I believe he was confused. I, I'm just telling you, we're ready to go as soon as the vaccine happens. So when do you want to see it available? What would be a timeline? I, I would say that, we, yeah, we will start distributing it immediately. But to uh, the general public. Not to the general others. public very shortly. There, I mean, it really to the general public immediately. When we go, we go. We're not looking to say, gee, in six months we're going to start giving it to the general public. No, we want to go immediately. No, it was an incorrect statement. I saw the statement. I called him. I said, what did you mean by that? And... I think he just made a mistake. He just made a mistake. I think he misunderstood the question, probably. So, so if you were to, to put a timeline on when every person in America will be able to get a vaccine, what would that date be? I think it would be very soon. I think our distribution process is going to go very quickly. Uh, I told you, we've engaged the military. We have a general who's in charge of all logistics, who delivers soldiers. He's a fantastic guy. He's supposed to be fantastic at what he does. And we figure that's better than any company you're going to hire. You can't hire a company like that. And I, we look to uh, do distribution immediately after we get the word that it's good. And I think they're having tremendous success with the vaccine itself. I think the results will be early and strong. 
The safety has to be 100 percent, and we're going to insist on that. And obviously, the companies are going to insist on that also. So could, could you put an actual date, like January, February, uh, Scott, March? what would you think? Yeah. Uh, the, as I said, the high-priority people uh, will have sure. in sometime no later than January. I mean, of course, it depends on when things are approved and the emergency but, but use is a, given. I'm, I'm talking about the low priority yeah, people. I can finish. Yeah. Uh, and then it's anticipated there will be 700 million doses by end of Q1. That's 700 million doses. So by the end of March. There's other voices. Yes, on the Q1. Uh, Doctor Atlas, do you mind if I ask you a question? Q1, he said. Right. Yeah, that's Q1. the end of March, right? Uh, it's one thing to have the doses, but we've talked to a lot of public health experts who say if this is happening in the winter and you have to socially distance, you can't have the packed lines that we saw during H1N1. You can't have packed auditoriums. You have to space it out. So that's one thing. Another thing they're worried about is storing these vaccines. And since we don't know which one is the winner, you know, doctor's offices may not have dry ice to handle negative 80 degrees. So these are challenges. Are you prepared to say that you can overcome all those in three months? Yes, because uh, at least I've been briefed on the vaccine, okay? And so uh, all the refrigerators that are necessary, everything is going to be in place for this. There's a very detailed logistical plan that um, was started months ago. And, uh, you know, you're welcome to read it on the web. But basically, yeah, all those things are, are not a problem, really. I mean, if people know how to shop for groceries or go into a store or sit in the, in the restaurants that are open and use social distancing, I think they can do it for vaccines, too. And you also have more than one company. You have Johnson & Johnson, you have Pfizer, you have Moderna, you have others. So we could conceivably have vaccines being given out by numerous companies, and they're all world-class companies. They're fantastic companies. Uh, that could happen also. Okay? Yeah, please go ahead. Thank you, Mr. President. Are you prepared to sign off on the Oracle and TikTok deal, even though the Treasury isn't getting paid? And also, does the deal meet your requirements in terms of national security concerns? Okay, they're giving me uh, studies on the deal. It has to be 100% as far as national security is concerned. And uh, no, I'm not prepared to sign off on anything. I have to see the deal. We need security, especially after what we've seen with respect to China and what's going on. We want security. So I'll let you know. They're going to be reporting to me tomorrow morning. And I will let you know. What about the payment to the Treasury? Well, we're going to see about that. Uh, amazingly, I find that you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to accept money. So what kind of a what kind of a thing is this? If they're willing to make big payments to the government, they're not allowed because there's no there's no way of doing that from a uh, there's no legal path to doing that. And I'm saying, wait a minute, they're willing to make a big payment to the government and we're not allowed to take the money. When does this happen? How foolish can we be? So we're going to we're looking into that right now. You understand that? In other words, I said, no, I want a big chunk of that money to go to the United States government because we made it possible. And the lawyers come back to me and they say, well, there's no way of doing that. You know why? Because nobody's ever heard of that before. Nobody's ever said that before. Nobody's ever said, well, we'll approve the deal, but we want a lot of money to go to the government because by approving the deal, we're making the deal valuable. They've never heard of that before. Okay? Can you believe that, right? Hard to believe. Yeah, please, yeah. Quick follow-up on TikTok. Um, you had said earlier that it was really important to you that a U.S. company buy TikTok. And according to the proposal submitted by ByteDance, ByteDance would keep a majority stake and Oracle would have a minority well, stake. Well, we're going to find out about that. Uh, we're looking into that from the standpoint of ByteDance. We don't like that. I've been just conceptually, I can tell you I don't like that. Uh, that has not been told to me yet. 
that has been reported but hasn't been told to me, it could be very accurate reporting for a change. So if that's the case, I'm not going to be happy with that. Assuming that ByteDance is China, which I think it probably is, yeah? Yeah, in the back. Yes, yes. Thanks, Mr. President. Um, Bill Barr told prosecutors that uh, he wants to charge violent demonstrators with, uh, with sedition. And you told Judge Janine that if there's violent demonstrations on election night, we'll put them down very quickly if they do that. Look, it's called an insurrection. So I'm wondering why you want to use that kind of rhetoric when there's such a Well, the question was asked to me about if you have violent demonstrations. Yes, we will put it down very, very quickly if there is. Absolutely. Are you making And I think the American public wants to see that. Yeah, OAN, please. OAN, yeah, please. Thank you, Mr. President. If there's any kind of demonstration or violence, there will be nothing that interferes with this project, product, this, this uh, vote. There's going to be nothing. The biggest problem we have right now are the ballots. Millions of ballots going out. That's the biggest problem. When you talk about other countries, whether it's China, Russia, or many others that get mentioned, they're in a much better position with these paper ballots to do something than they would ever be under the old system. And that's our biggest problem. Our biggest threat to this election is uh, governors from opposing parties controlling ballots, millions of ballots. To me, that's a much bigger threat than foreign countries, because much of the stuff coming out about foreign countries turned out to be untrue. What is, what is true is that many elections have taken place over the last year and a half using this ballot system. They've been off by 5 percent, 10 percent, 15 percent. I think I read one at 40 percent, 40 percent. And these are small, easy-to-control elections. This whole ballot system where you can send it in and it's not even requested. We're not talking about it solicited. They're unsolicited ballots and they're sent in. It's very dangerous for our country. And you know who knows that better than anybody? The Democrats. Look at what happened in Manhattan where they had this kind of an election. And it was so fraudulent that it should never have been allowed to be called. We could have 5, 10, 15, 20 percent off. We could have more than that. The ballots will be stolen. Who knows where they're going? Who knows where they're coming from? It's not just the counting of the ballots, which, by the way, which will take forever. It'll take forever. You think November 3rd? You might not have I guess at a certain point it goes to Congress. You know, at a certain point it goes to Congress. You know that. This is a disgrace. This is being done on purpose. They know it's no good. They know it's, it's going to be fraudulent. It's going to be fraud all over the place. Who's getting the ballots? Who's sending the ballots? They have people saying you don't need a verified signature. This is a serious threat to our democracy. And the Democrats know that. All we're asking, if you solicit the ballot, you, you go through a process. You ask for a ballot because you can't be there uh, for a large number of reasons. For whatever re I'm doing it myself. I won't be able to be in Florida. You solicit and they send it back. You do it and you send it back. That's a process that you go through. And it's pretty secure. I use the word pretty secure. I guess nothing's foolproof. But what's pretty close to what the, the most foolproof thing, the thing that really uh, works is you go to the ballot box. It's going to be very safe. I think by that time, COVID will be even lower. It's going to be very low. It's going to be a very safe process. We did it during World War I. We did it during World War II. The biggest threat to this election is these unsolicited ballots 
sent out by the millions, controlled by governors like in Nevada, who is a political person, very political, but far beyond being governor, where they tried to stop you from making a speech unsuccessfully, but we had to move around a lot, had to move quickly. So this same guy that tried to stop you from making free speech outside, outside, not inside, outside, they forced us inside because of what they did. But outside, this is the guy that's controlling ballots. Then you look at Pennsylvania, you look at other places, it is a big threat. And as far as China is concerned and Russia, and they say North Korea, they say Iran, they say places, who knows, who knows. But they say all these different places. They can make forgeries of these ballots. They can do things that will blow your mind. And the Democrats know it's wrong. They know it's going to end up being a disaster. Just take a look at what's happened. Take a look at what's happened over the last year with this same kind of thing, except in a very small setting with very few ballots going out. So that's much easier. Not 53 to 80 million going out. A very small number. And you know what's happened? Fraud like you've never seen, missing ballots, ballots that never showed up, ballots with bad signatures, ballots with no signatures. And in the case of Nevada, they don't even want verification of the signature. It's a disgrace. Now, the hope for our nation is it's before judges. In Pennsylvania, it's before judges. In Nevada, it's before judges. In other places, it's before federal judges. And hopefully, they'll do what they did the other day in Pennsylvania, where we had a great victory. Open up your state. It's unconstitutional to close it, because what they were doing is closing it. And they're closing it for political reasons. It'll open on November 4th. It'll open up right after the election. But they want people to — they want our numbers to be as bad as possible. But the problem is our numbers are so good, with or without various states opening up, with or without. But we had a big legal victory, as you know, three days ago. A federal judge told them to open up their state. It's unconstitutional what you're doing. That's in the case of Pennsylvania. Now the big cases are going to be the cases on these unsolicited ballots, and we'll see what happens. All right, OAN, please. This afternoon, and he's certainly correct in that uh, this whole business with these uh, mail-in ballots pose a really dire threat to the electoral process in this country. 549 now, it's 11 before 6 o'clock. Take a quick break here and be right back with more here on the Bobby Mack Show on Hump Day on WORD. Woo! 
Welcome back. Coming up on uh, 5 before 6 o'clock here in the closing minutes of the 5 o'clock follies. One other note about all these subpoenas uh, issued uh, today by the Senate Homeland Committee to, to bring all of these uh, co-conspirators in to testify about what exactly went on in the silent coup attempt against President Trump, both before he was elected and after. Uh, House Intelligence Committee Chair uh, Representative Devin Nunez, who is a Republican for California, he's, he's one of the ones that's done some of the heavy lifting on this stuff, along with Jim Jordan. Uh, Nunez is calling for former members of Mueller's team to be held accountable after it was discovered that many of them had their phones wiped under circumstances that have drawn questions. The deletion of phone data uh, was made known when the DOJ released records in a lawsuit brought by the watchdog group Judicial Watch, another group uh, that has been like a, a bulldog on this issue. The record showed that at least several dozen phones, I think the number was 21 or 22, belonging to members of Mueller's team had been wiped of information after messages between former FBI agent Peter Strzok and former FBI attorney Lisa Page reveal the politically damaging statements that raise questions about the intent of the Russia investigation in the first place. Nunez said it looks like it, like it occurred at a very interesting time. This is when the Lovebirds text messages were discovered. Uh, Strzok and uh, Page were having an affair adding it would be relevant to know whether there was an investigation of the prosecution going on at that time. The record showed the phones were wiped because of forgotten passcodes, irreparable, irreparable screen damage, loss of the device, intentional deletion or other reasons, all before the IG, Mr. Horowitz, could review those phones. Well, that's probably just a... An unhappy coincidence, don't you think, that 20-plus phones had all been wiped of their data? Oh, gee, I forgot my password twice, and so all my data was wiped. Boy, that's unfortunate. Uh, it seems to me like this was preemptive obstruction of justice. One more to go. The uh, bonus hour still ahead here on the Bobby Mack Show on Wednesday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.